Hey, everybody, we're starting off the month of February with a brand new Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. I am Kevin McGuire. We are talking transfer portal. We are talking players in the big game. And we're talking about some big shoes to fill on this Penn State roster in 2021. So sit back, relax, enjoy the snow if you got it. And let's get started with today's episode. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, it is good to be back here talking some Penn State football with you here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Nittany Lions, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, you'll save yourself 20% off your next order. So as I said, it's been a little bit of a while since we have done this podcast. We've had some ups and downs over the course of the past month, really since the holiday season, but we are starting this brand new month on a fresh footing and we are ready to go because we have a lot of stuff to look forward to this month with National Signing Day this week, the second National Signing Day. Of course, there's going to be some talk about players leaving for the NFL or their preparations for the NFL. And of course, now is a busy time with the transfer portal. We're going to get into a bunch of these stories in today's episode. But first, I want to remind you that this podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. So whatever your favorite podcasting app is, whatever podcasting app you may be listening to today's episode in, make sure you hit subscribe. No better way to show your support for this podcast and the work that's being done all around the Locked On Podcast Network than making sure you're subscribed to Locked On Nittany Lines. Get these podcasts as soon as they are available on your podcasting feed by hitting subscribe and you'll never miss a single episode. Of course, you can also stay connected in a variety of other ways. We are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're even on Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So no matter what your favorite social media platform is, look up Locked On Nittany and you're going to find us there. So give us a follow, give us a retweet, give us those hearts, give us those, uh, I said follows already, but basically whatever you use on those social media platforms. No, we're not on TikTok, not yet at least. And of course, we're going to find ways to make sure that this podcast is as accessible to everybody as possible moving forward. So again, I am very happy to be back in the swing of things and I'm ready to get this week started on the right foot. Now, as we do that, we do know that there is some more activity in the transfer portal that we should be caught up on as far as Penn State is concerned. We've talked about this before, how this is a busy time of year for the transfer portal and college football in general. This has been an especially active year or offseason for Penn State in the transfer portal with players coming in, players leaving. And of course, in recent days, there was some notable activity with the transfer portal regarding Penn State with backup quarterback Will Levis deciding that he was going to enter the transfer portal. And I got to say, this is not a very surprising move. I've kind of alluded to this over the course of the past month that it would be very unlikely that Penn State was going to bring back everybody in the quarterback room. Of course, they already lost one. And I thought that there was a probably a small chance that Will Levis was going to continue on at Penn State. Given the fact that we know that Sean Clifford's coming back, he's going to be the starting quarterback. There's a new offensive coordinator, Mike Yurcich. Seems like this is a situation where your backup quarterback, who still has some potential to be a starter somewhere, um, could be looking for an opportunity to find a new place to play. And that certainly seems to be the situation here with Will Levis. And of course, he's going to be entering the transfer portal. It doesn't guarantee that he's leaving Penn State, but the odds are he's going to be moving on from the Nittany Lions. And he's going to do so with three years of eligibility. So he is in a very attractive quarterback option for any program that's really looking for a transfer addition. Of course, Michael Bowens left Penn State. He's going to Oklahoma, who continues to be putting together some really solid transfer additions once again. Uh, you know, good things finally help him help going for that Oklahoma offense, I guess. But 
this is a quarterback situation that might be a little bit different for Will Levis than it was for Michael Parsons. I'm seeing Michael Bowen because Bowen's going to Oklahoma where he's definitely going to be sitting down on the depth chart, but at least he's adding depth to that Oklahoma quarterback room. Will Levis, I think, has a chance to start somewhere uh, because he has been given an opportunity to start at Penn State when Sean Clifford was having his struggles. Didn't necessarily uh, back up any argument to keep him as a starter, but still brings something to the table. Certainly when he's running the football, he's going to be a little bit of a force in the short yard situations. I think Penn State was a little bit too reliant on that at times, but it was certainly effective enough to suggest that Will Levis had a role in this Penn State offense when they needed him. So I don't know what that means for him moving forward. I still think we would have liked to have seen him get a chance to throw the football more when he was playing quarterback at Penn State. Maybe at his next location, I'm sure he will have that opportunity wherever that location is going to be. Like I said, I doubt that he's going to be coming back to Penn State. I think this is a situation where quarterback enters the transfer portal. He's not coming back. So I do think that Will Levis is going to be moving on. And again, the three years of eligibility is really uh, a nice selling point for anybody who's looking to recruit him because they know that they can bring in a quarterback even if they feel like they have to work with him a little bit to get him up to speed with his skills that's a lot of time to work with him and there's certainly potential there there's certainly evidence of what he can do on the field uh, he's going to be an attractive option i think for a number of programs looking to add a quarterback to their roster so very interested to see where will levis will be going of course we'll wish him the best of luck from here at locked on eight lines in the meantime you know, Penn State's quarterback situation hasn't really changed all that much. Obviously, you know, obviously now that we know that Will Levis is going on, we still know that Sean Clifford's going to be the starting quarterback. Taquan Robinson is very likely going to be the next man up. And of course, uh, Christian Velo is already enrolled uh, and getting a chance to work with the program this year. So he's probably going to be your third stringer going into next year. So that looks like it's going to be your quarterback depth chart going in out of the spring and into the offseason and into the, the 2021 season, which tentatively is scheduled to start with that week one game at Wisconsin, but we'll, we'll see what the schedule is looking like uh, when we get a little bit closer to that time. But I do think that as far as the quarterback situation is concerned, no real surprising developments here over this off season for Penn state. You bring in a new offensive coordinator. Kirk Sharaka was a guy that kind of worked with uh, uh, Will Levis a little bit more. Uh, certainly didn't play out very well in the grand scheme of things in the 2020 season. Uh, but you know, new offense coordinator, returning a three-year starter now, Sean Clifford. Uh, there was not going to be a very much of an opportunity, I think, for Will Levis to be the starter at Penn State. So we'll see if the grass is greener on the other side for Will Levis. Uh, again, for my sake, I wish him the best of luck, and I hope that he finds a spot where he's going to be able a chance to thrive the way that I think he's capable of doing. So very interested to see where he'll go. Of course, there's been other activity in the transfer portal regarding Penn State. Uh, linebacker Lance Dixon was one of the latest to enter the transfer portal. Did it the same day as Will Levis did late last week, of course. Uh, so I, I don't know if there's been any update on where he's going, but very curious to see where that happens. And, you know, <laughs> linebacker depth, it's a little bit of a concern, I think, at Penn State, but I do think the linebacker situation is going to be okay going into next season. We're going to talk a little bit about that in our next segment. I do also want to mention that they are, Penn State is adding offensive lineman from Harvard, Eric Wilson, who has decided to transfer to Penn State uh, after entering the transfer portal. So they're getting a good, high-quality Ivy League offensive lineman. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's up to par with the kind of the, the beast that they're going to face on the line of scrimmage uh, next season, but certainly adding some good quality depth, I think, is what they're doing here. And uh, very curious to see you know, how Penn State's going to move forward with some of these transfer additions and subtractions 
it's a busy time and James Franklin made no bones about it that he was going to be taking the transfer portal very seriously this year so uh, the activity is going to continue and we're only going to continue to monitor it and of course react to it right here on locked it all in Nittany Lions as I said the linebacking situation should be okay but it is going to be one of the question marks I think going into next year but one thing that is not a question mark is where you should be placing your bets for the big game this weekend and really any bets anywhere and that of course is betonline.ag betonline.ag is the one source you need to go to if you want to get involved in sports betting now is a great week to do that because there is a pretty big notable NFL game coming up so now is no better time to make sure you're signing up for a betonline.ag account and of course they're going to throw in a locked on bonus for you guys of 50% on your first deposit so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action right now. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, and there is no max on that. You deposit $100, they'll throw in an extra $50. You throw in $1,000 for your first deposit, they're going to give you a $500 bonus with your use of that promo code of Locked On. So take advantage of that now. You're not going to get that on any other sports betting website right now. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts across the network. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, make sure you're subscribing to Locked On Nittany Alliance for your updated Penn State conversation from yours truly. Of course, Locked On Today, Locked On Nittany Alliance. Go check out Locked On College Football and Locked On Big Ten. There's so many good podcasts right now on the Locked On Podcast Network. And it seems like we're adding new stuff all the time. So there is no better time to really stay connected, of course, on your favorite social media platforms and your favorite podcasting apps. Go check out Locked On today while you're subscribing to Locked On Nittany Alliance. Now, of course, as I mentioned before, we're taking a little bit of a look at what's going on with the roster for the upcoming season. It's never too early to start looking ahead to the next college football season. Certainly a lot of people already started to do that. I tend to get a little bit deeper into the weeds a little bit later in the summer, but now is the time when for Athlon Sports, a place that I'm a contributor to, we're asked to do a lot of assignments, kind of taking a look at it to see which players are going to be stepping into some big spots on rosters, you know, key players that are leaving early for the NFL, key players that are graduating. Basically, who's going to be replacing some of those big players all across the, the roster on various teams. And I tend to do a lot of stuff with the Big Ten. So I was asked to put together a couple of different lists, a couple of different stories. One was taking a look at the toughest players that are leaving early from the Big Ten that are going to be difficult to replace throughout the conference. I threw in a couple of Penn Staters. And the other one is kind of in the similar sense, but kind of taking a look at the, what was it, the top 10 toughest players to replace in the Big Ten overall. And there was a little bit of overlap there between those two. I only mentioned two players, I believe, in my toughest players to replace in the Big Ten uh, that came from Penn State. The first and foremost, uh, or the first and most obvious one, of course, is the linebacker Micah Parsons. The thing is, Michael Parsons didn't play last year, so we already saw how Penn State was going to fill in that position. Jesse Lukita was one of the main players that really stepped into that role. But I did feel as though Michael Parsons was supposed to play last year, so I determined that he was eligible for this conversation. Uh, he is declaring early for the NFL. 
He is going to be probably one of the top defensive players chosen in the NFL draft. So I really did feel like he qualified under what we're talking about for this purpose of this conversation. So I threw him in the mix. I thought he was the most obvious pick coming off of the Penn State roster uh, to qualify for both these. He's going to be one of the toughest players to replace. Penn State has already done that, though. So, you know, if you disagree with my inclusion of Micah Parsons, I am fully understanding of your point of view. But I went with it. Uh, if you want to check out the stories as well, I will throw them up on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Also throw it up on my Twitter account at KevinAllenCFB. They're already posted on AthonSports.com. So if you go into AthonSports.com, you go into the college football section, check out the Big Ten articles. Uh, they will probably be showing up there for you right there. Again, top 10 toughest players to replace in the Big Ten and the most difficult players to replace that are leaving early for the NFL draft. Now, uh, Michael Parsons was the obvious pick for me. I also threw in Jason Owe on the defensive line, although I would say that typically Penn State has a pretty good track record of getting defensive linemen to really kind of step into those positions. And the defensive line is going to be a very pretty interesting position to watch, certainly during the spring and going into next season because there's going to be so much turnover on the defensive line as a whole. Uh, Shaka Tony also not going to be there. I'll mention him later in our next segment. But you know this defensive line is going to be having a new look going into next year. So uh, I threw Jason Owe in there because he had such a really fantastic year, I thought, uh, from start to finish last year. So I labeled him the toughest to replace, but really the entire defensive line probably qualifies as its own uh, candidate right there. Another uh, player that I threw into the mix uh, in the list of early entrants was Pat Fryermuth, tight end. Uh, we already saw a glimpse of how Penn State could be doing that with Brenton Strange, but so that was my, I had a pretty easy time figuring out which players were going to be replacing Penn Staters that are going on to the next level because we've already kind of seen them step into those roles. And I don't think we're going to see too much different between what we saw at the end of last season and where we'll start uh, next season. So again, things can obviously change, but for right now, I think we already have a glimpse of how Penn State's going to replace at least two of those players in Pat Firemuth and Micah Parsons. Uh, we'll see what happens with that defensive line. But if you want to check out the articles yourself, I highly encourage you to do so. It would really help me out as well and help show me some of your support on Athlon Sports. So go to athlonsports.com and look in the Big Ten section and see what, uh, what I had to say about some of the other tough players because there are some really key players around the Big Ten that are going to have to be replaced uh, in, in next season. Uh, a bunch from Ohio State, obviously. I threw in Rondell Moore at Purdue and you know, Rashad Bateman at Minnesota. There are some, there are some key players that are moving on uh, from Big Ten programs. It's not just at Penn State, but I did feel as though Michael Parsons was worthy of including here in this conversation. And Pat Firemuth, I thought we've already seen how Penn State's going to do that. Brenton Strange, I think, has certainly had some uh, key plays late in the season as he stepped into that role once Pat Firemuth went down with an injury, uh, cutting his season officially short. Uh, again, I really felt as though once Pat Firemuth was injured, no reason to rush him back for anything that was going to happen this season. Send him off on his best wishes and see what he can do in preparing for the NFL. First and foremost, he obviously has to get healthy. So assuming that that all goes well, I do think that he's going to have a pretty interesting NFL career moving forward because Penn Staters playing the tight end position in the NFL have uh, certainly had some moments in recent years. So there seems to be a good track record with the tight end position at the next level in the NFL. I think it started with some of the guys that Bill O'Brien brought in and it certainly has continued. You know, Mike Kosicki certainly uh, has had some moments with the Miami Dolphins. I think you're seeing a pretty good lineage of tight ends coming out of this Penn State program at the next level. And 
Yeah, I'm hoping that probably Fryerweiss continues that because I do think that it's pretty cool to see uh, so many tight ends coming through your program and having some success at the next level. That's certainly a good recruiting tool as well. And I think that that's only going to bode well for James Franklin and his entire staff moving forward. Uh, so I mentioned Shaka Tony. Uh, he actually played in the Senior Bowl. I did not watch the Senior Bowl, but we're going to talk about it in our third and final segment of today's podcast. We'll also take a look at some of the Penn Staters that are going to be playing for a Super Bowl ring next Sunday. One of them actually going for his third Super Bowl ring in the last, what, four years? Yeah, we'll talk about that all in our next and final segment of today's episode. But before we do that, I want to check in with you guys. How are you guys doing with those New Year's resolutions? If it's one of your New Year's resolutions to try and lose weight or maintain weight, have you fallen off the balance beam a little bit on that mission? It's okay. It's okay to do that. And it's never too late to hit the reset button. If you're looking to do that, going into February, now is a good time to do that. Check out Built Bars, okay? Built Bars are protein bars that actually taste good. They taste like a chocolate bar. It's like getting one of those chocolate bars off the, uh, the the grocery store sales rack right when you're checking out one of those last minute impulse buys, except that it's not <laughs> because these are actually healthy. They're actually designed for anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight. They are high in protein, high in fiber. They are one of the best solutions you can add to your diet if you're looking to lose or maintain a couple pounds here and there. There's no better way to get me through my day than with Built Bar. They really help me get through the early morning shifts that I'm putting in, long days. I need something that's gonna satisfy my appetite until I get to my lunch break or until I get home for dinner. Built Bar's been helping me out a lot over the course of the last month, and they do so with a variety of flavors that are worth checking out. I just had the banana bread one the recently. This is one of their original flavors, but I just finally had a chance to really dig into one, and I gotta say, it was like eating actual banana bread. So if you like banana bread, this is right up your alley. But of course, they also have peanut butter brownie. They've got double chocolate. Salted caramel was a hit with me the other day. They got mint brownie, carrot cake, apple almond crisps. There is no shortage of variety here with Built Bars. Again, they are made to help anyone who's looking to lose or maintain weight. And there's really no better time to get involved with them right now. So go check them out for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You can save 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, they are still offering you a free cooler with your purchase. So make sure you go to BuiltBar.com. You enter that promo code and save yourself 20% off protein bars that actually taste like chocolate bars and you get a cooler put those built bars in your refrigerator when they get them throw them in your cooler when you're ready to go to work or go to the gym you're just heading out for a day trip whatever the case may be you have a nice cool refreshing protein bar it's going to help you feel good and it's going to help you get through the rest of your day one more time go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll save 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com Twitter Tuesday is back to get you started with answering all of your questions. So make sure you submit your Penn State, Big Ten, college football, or non-college football questions to us right now on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Get them in today, and we'll be guaranteeing that they will be addressed and answered in tomorrow's edition of the podcast. So go ahead. Tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday, but we can't do it without you guys. So send in your questions, send in your comments, get them included in tomorrow's episode. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, Shaka Tony was invited to the Senior Bowl. And it's always cool to see a Penn Stater go to the Senior Bowl. And I understand the Senior Bowl is a little bit different this year. But it looks like they put together uh, the kind of event that is it is meant to be. It, the Senior Bowl is the main attraction on the college football all-star circuit. And I will admit, I have not kept up on all the 
post-season festivities regarding All-Star games, and it feels like they didn't have some of them this year, understandably so, because of COVID-19. But the Senior Bowl decided to move forward, and they put together the same kind of uh, routine that they typically have, although some adjustments here and there. So it's always cool to see at Penn State or get a chance to go to the Senior Bowl. It's a really big opportunity for any player that's looking to make that next league. Now, obviously, this is only for seniors or fourth-year players that are moving on to the NFL. So you don't get some of those star juniors, but you get a chance to work with NFL coaches or coaches with NFL experience. You get a chance to have so many meetings and interviews with coaches, with uh, with uh, player personnel representatives, uh, general managers, maybe even some owners. And again, it might have been a little bit different this year down in Mobile, Alabama, but the Senior Bowl is a big deal. And Shaka Tony getting a chance to go there, hopefully getting a chance to take some good advantage of those opportunities will only bode well for him moving forward. What we do know is that the, the scouting combine this year is going to be much different this year than it typically is. You're not going to be gathering in Indianapolis like you typically do. So it's going to be a lot of virtualization. So the Senior Bowl really was a really good opportunity to get some of that face-to-face time that you may not be getting down the line as NFL draft processes are underway. So for Shaka Tony to have the opportunity to go to Senior Bowl, uh, be active in it, that is not to be overlooked there. So hopefully all things went well for Shaka Tony coming out of that. Uh, you know, obviously he was not one of the players that really made the the highlights. And looking at some of the post game reactions, uh, the, he wasn't one of the winners. He wasn't one of the losers. Sometimes it's okay to be right in the middle. I don't really know if that really means anything. Again, I did not watch the Senior Bowl, so I don't even know what Chuck Tony did in the Senior Bowl, to be honest with you, as I'm recording this, so shame on me. But I will say that uh, just getting a chance to be at the Senior Bowl, that's a big deal. So hopefully it all went well for Chuck Tony. If you have any feedback on Chuck Tony and the Senior Bowl, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, but I did mention that there's another notable football game going on this weekend. It's a pretty big one. Yeah, it's called the big game. It's called the Super Bowl. I know it's the Super Bowl, but you know, so many advertisers are so many advertisers and radio partners, they're not allowed to say Super Bowl for whatever reason. As far as I know, I can say Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl is this weekend. And uh obviously there are a handful of Penn Staters that have come through the program and are now getting a chance to play to for a chance to hoist that Lombardi trophy over their shoulders you've got the tampa bay buccaneers led by of course wide receiver chris godwin and of course offensive line donovan smith protecting a pretty notable quarterback i will say uh so you've got a couple penn staters on that starting offense for the nfc champion uh of course also of note aq shipley is also on the tampa bay roster but he's on injured reserve so doesn't look like he'll be playing but uh, obviously a chance to get a super bowl ring so you've got three penn staters on that tampa bay roster so if you're looking for a team to root for, even though Tom Brady is their quarterback, <laughs> that may turn some of you off, but you got a chance to see three Penn Staters going for a Super Bowl ring. I forget if AQ Shipley has a Super Bowl ring or not, but Donovan Smith and Chris Godwin, they're going for their first one. So that's pretty cool. On the other side, only one Penn Stater on the AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. That would be Stefan Wisniewski, who's actually going for his third Super Bowl ring in what, four years? He was on the Eagles back in the 2017 season, so he earned a Super Bowl uh, ring with the Eagles uh, against Tom Brady, <laughs> ironically. And, of course, he was on the Kansas City Chiefs last year, so he already has two under his belt. Now he's going for a third. Uh, of course, this one would be back-to-back Super Bowls. You don't get very many back-to-back Super Bowl champions, so Stephen Wisniewski not only with a chance to get his third Super Bowl ring, 
but to do so in slightly historic fashion. When was the last time we had a back-to-back champion? Was it the Patriots? I haven't even been paying close enough attention. So, uh, yeah, you get a chance to get one Super Bowl ring. That's awesome. You get a chance to get two. That's incredible. You got a chance to get three. Oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, we're talking about storied NFL career, right? Now, I'm not saying Wisniewski is going to be a future Hall of Famer, but three Super Bowl rings under his belt is certainly impressive, right? (laughs) Even if he kind of just fell into that uh, chance to get those rings, I don't care. Uh, But that is a really cool accomplishment if Stephen Wisniewski uh, can help the Kansas City Chiefs bring home a second straight Super Bowl championship. So I want to know, who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for? Are you rooting for Wisniewski to get that third Super Bowl ring? Or are you rooting for Chris Godwin, even though Tom Brady is a quarterback? And I, I say that because I have a feeling that a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably Pittsburgh Steelers fans or Baltimore Ravens fans or Philadelphia Eagles fans or maybe you're a New York Jets fan or a Buffalo Bills fan. I don't know, but I imagine that there aren't a whole lot of New England Patriot fans listening. There may be a few of you, and for doing that, I apologize, uh, but I do think that the majority of people listening to this podcast are probably in Pennsylvania, probably have a rooting interest in a certain AFC team out in Western PA or a certain NFC team out in the East. And I got to say that there isn't a whole lot of love for Tom Brady in the state of Pennsylvania. So I just imagine that there's somebody out there who's finding it really hard to root for Tampa Bay. But Chris Godwin is a player that is certainly a key player for that Tampa Bay offense. And when the, the Bucks signed Tom Brady, uh, to be their quarterback. I thought that that was great for Chris Godwin. And of course, we have seen Chris Godwin make so many great plays, not only at Penn State, but at the next level in the NFL. Now he's got a chance to do it in the biggest game of his lifetime. So very, very intrigued to see what Chris Godwin's going to do here in the Super Bowl. If he has a performance like he did in the Rose Bowl <laughs> all those years back, that would be pretty impressive. But I do think that it's going to be really fun to see Chris Godwin get a chance to play in the Super Bowl. And, of course, Donovan Smith is out there. Uh, you know, We'll see what happens with Stephen Wisniewski. But you got three Penn Staters that are going to be playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. Four of them uh, could win a Super Bowl. We'll note that 41 Penn State Nittany Lions have claimed 60 Super Bowl titles over the course of the Super Bowl's history. That note, according to Penn State Athletics, it also said that that meant also included uh, some non-players. I don't know exactly how that was all categorized. Maybe there's a coaching uh, or assistant coach somewhere along the way. But, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool fact. And, uh, you know, Penn State's going to have four players on rosters, three in the game. Uh, that puts them ahead of a bunch of programs out there. LSU leads the way. I think they had five players that are going to be on Super Bowl rosters this year. Nobody else had more than four. So uh, Penn State is not quite um, quite up to speed in leading the way, although they led the way last year, I believe. So that's pretty cool to see Penn State getting such uh, solid representation in the Super Bowl. And that's a good recruiting tool. I think if you're James Franklin, you know, take a look at what's happening in the Super Bowl this year. If Chris Godwin catches the game-winning catch and Donovan Smith made a key block to allow Tom Brady to make that pass, that is a highlight that should be playing on recruiting trips when you have recruiting trips. <laughs> that should be a play that is playing in the Penn State uh, football facilities uh, moving forward because that is recruiting material in itself. So regardless of what happens this weekend, I'm very curious to see how you guys are rooting for the games this weekend. So let me know. We'll throw out a poll on Twitter probably as well on our Twitter account, Locked on Nittany. If you want to vote in that all week, that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool. I'll throw that out there sometime today 
on Monday, and we'll see what the responses are like. Maybe we'll include the early results in our Twitter Tuesday episode coming up your way tomorrow. But that is all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know we kind of rambled at times. There was a little bit of rust uh, that we had to polish off, but we're back in full force. We're ready to go. We're doing this podcast every day now. Uh, We've got a month of February to look forward to a lot of conversation. We're going to bring on some interviews as the month goes on, and I want to make sure you guys are enjoying this podcast. So if you have any feedback, if you have any suggestions, if you have any recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at any time on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany, on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. Or reach out to us on Instagram or right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany, Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. Of course, you can also subscribe, rate, and review, and leave your feedback in those ways on whatever podcasting app you may be listening to. We'll check them out, uh, of course, and we'll see what you guys have to say about the podcast moving forward. With all that said, I am Kevin McGuire. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys have a great day. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out my work on AthlonSports.com. And, of course, you can check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Send in your questions and your comments for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday episode of the podcast. And go one and know today. Uh, maybe a snow day for you. So if you get a chance to go out and enjoy the snow, or maybe you have to shovel snow, make sure you sit back and relax if you get a chance because uh, there's no better time to do that than on a snow day. It's snowing as I'm recording this. I'm going to go have some hot chocolate. We'll do this all again tomorrow. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you guys all tomorrow. Have a great day.